0: Hey, welcome to Coffee Chat 2.0, this is your host, Jad. So, when applying to any job, I'm sure you've asked yourself, what are the tasks that I'll be doing, what is a typical day like, what are the challenges of the job, and most importantly, how can I best prepare for the interview? The problem is, job descriptions don't really provide any of these answers, and networking events might still take a while to surface. but don't worry. In this show, I invite people across many industries and have them answer all of these questions, even give you some advice in case you are interested in following their career path. We're starting our first episode in the field of supply chain consulting. Now, consulting can be a very exciting career as you get the chance to work on diverse projects and solve very interesting problems. But at the same time, it can be a very stressful and challenging career. My guest today is a solution associate at Deloitte Canada in the Montreal offices. Abdo, thank you for joining me today. Before we dive in into what you actually do at Deloitte, I know that when we say consulting, it can mean very different branches. You have strategy consulting, management, operations, HR. Um, which type of consulting are you part of in Deloitte?
1: So currently we're in information systems consulting. Essentially, it pertains to implementing and designing uh, an information system for a client and, you know, uh, integrating it with their current ERP or bringing a new ERP into their system. Uh, basically, what we do is we uh, bring in a new solution, a new technology, install it and design it in a way that sort of tailors and fits the requirements of that client.
0: And what would be a type of client that you can have?
1: Uh, you know, it can vary from different industries. You know, we don't narrow it down specifically to a type of client. It's uh the question at hand is uh, whether the client is in need of a new solution that will help them, uh, you know, improve and optimize their supply chain process.
0: Oh, so essentially, this type of consulting really connects uh, supply chain management and IT.
1: Yeah. Yes, pretty much. So in, in my specific case, um, I'm a solution associate, but working under the SCNO branch. SCNO stands for Supply Chain Network and Operations. As a solution associate, you're part of the Canadian Delivery Center. It's sort of a team that consists of technical resources. And within this team, you're divided into functional and technical resources. So functional resources, such as myself, we tend to uh, focus and learn everything that's on the user interface of a system whereas the technical team focuses on the developer portal so they handle the coding portion
0: do you need to have any technical skills um to work in your job
1: you need to have a to a certain degree a technical background now do you need coding if you're a functional resources no if you're a functional resource sorry you know you don't need to know coding because it's not part of the expectations Um, as a functional resource, essentially what you'll need to do is learn the system thoroughly so that when you go over to the clients and they ask about the system's capabilities, if it's, you know, able to do, uh, you know, X function or Y function, you should be able to tell them that yes, it can do that or no, that is a limitation or we can, you know, it's a customization that's going to be required. Whereas the technical resources tend to focus on, you know, let's say a defect that's sort of a a bug in the system and, The tweak requires coding. That's when the technical resources come along with, you know, customizations that would also require coding.
0: But since you studied supply chain management in university, do you think it helped you better understand the technical requirements of the job or any terms? Or did you mainly learn everything when you started?
1: So what I can tell you is, you know, you get to see in hand sort of the key challenges that firms encounter. Uh, you know, basically the type of scenarios that you read in supply chain books where they they say a uh, uh, firm XYZ has issues, has procurement issues, their sourcing is inefficient or isn't at its best capacity. So you get to sort of see those firsthand. However, when it comes, when it drills down to the actual experience and the technical work, I feel like that's where, you know, experience comes first and not necessarily your educational background because you'll be expected to know You know, how to properly create PowerPoint decks or how to properly make a finance spreadsheet or an Excel model. So all these can come from certifications or uh, a sort of self-learning path. But from an educational perspective, all these challenges, you just see them at the high level. It doesn't particularly contribute to the technical day-to-day stuff that you'll be dealing. What I will say is this, however, the work experience that you get from getting into a co-op program, uh, getting an internship, will allow you to sort of see firsthand the day-to-day challenges that you'll be experiencing at the workplace. And it'll also give you just an idea about what kind of technical skills are generally expected. You know, there's a minimum amount of knowledge that's expected for Excel, for PowerPoint, for Word, the basic, you know, office uh, applications. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I could say that maybe thinking critically can be contributed to, uh, academics. If, if school has helped your ability to think critically, then yes. I personally found that it's like an exercise. If you do it consistently by doing cases rather than, I don't know, reading a, a university book, it, it, I found that to be more helpful than, you know, uh, standard courses at university.
0: That's actually very true. I think internships provide a valuable example for people to see what type of projects they might be working on. And speaking of that, can you give me an example of a project you could be working on as a solution associate? Uh,
1: Sure thing. So let's consider company XYZ, and they plan on implementing a new procurement solution. So uh, your job as a solution associate is to be part of that team that delivers and implements the solution. And uh, part of the requirements is to, you know, gather feedback from the clients, see how they want it to be designed, uh, make sure it's set up and configured in a way that takes into consideration their requirements, uh, makes their existing processes better, faster, more efficient. So uh, it really depends on what stage of the project you're in. So it's difficult to narrow it down to a specific task. You'll be doing several tasks depending on what the need is at the time. But a lot of it includes you know, testing the system, defect tracking, and basically making sure that uh, you know it's designed in a way that the client wants it to be, how it's perfect in their eyes.
0: That's interesting. And when you design all these solutions and implement the projects, what can you say is the most challenging thing or what are the challenging aspects of um, implementing such projects?
1: Um, I'd say it's the attention to detail uh, that's required for every, for every work you turn, uh, any type of work you turn in. So as a consultant, you know, for, for a repeatable firm, it's very important that your work is consistently clean. Uh, you know, and everything is perfect and perfectly formatted, perfectly aligned. Take, for example, a, a PowerPoint deck. You know, all the slides need to look super neat, very properly constructed, pretty, uh, essentially to reflect the image of Deloitte in your work, you have that kind of standard to maintain. So I'd say that having that attention to detail to make sure that you always respect that kind of standard is is among the key challenges that you'll face. Um, but, you know, just like any other exercise, it's something that requires practice. And once you practice it well enough, it becomes, you know, secondhand knowledge. Another key challenge would be to learn something quickly, something that's been handed down to you and expected of you to be uh to complete within a short amount of time. Uh it it takes a certain level of autonomy and you know self-confidence confidence for you to take on a new challenge that you've never done before and you know confidently assure yourself that you're gonna be able to come through the end result. So part of that challenge is to overcome this fear that you won't be able to do this because you've never dealt with the situation before. And that's part of the expectation is for them to see uh, your ability to handle a situation, profesh- uh, handle a situation even though no help was handed down to you. In French, it's say the, the word is de basically being able to squeeze yourself out of a, a, a tricky position only because, you know, something was handed down to you quickly without any clear instructions. Occasionally, this will happen. And, you know, it is a key challenge that people should be aware of coming into consulting.
0: But I assume that, you know, this self-confidence part or, you know, being very autonomous in the job only comes through experience and time, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it, it also involves your confidence within yourself, you know, your 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 confidence within your ability to learn something new, to 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 take on a challenge even though you've never dealt with that particular challenge before. So uh, occasionally it can be sort of a a stressful stressful thing for people to take on something new that they've never dealt with before. But it it is a common occurrence within consulting.
0: That's true. And this actually leads to my next question. What do you think makes a really good um, solution associate or someone who works in consulting?
1: Every consultant needs to have the three following things. One, a balance of soft and technical skills. Um, you know, as a consultant, not only will you be communicating with clients on a regular basis, but you will also be, you know, dealing with information systems and you will need to have a minimal uh, amount of knowledge for Microsoft Office. So Excel, PowerPoint, Word, uh, <clears throat> Microsoft Project, uh, basically all these tools that are used on your day to day basis. So having a mix between the soft and technical skills will be the first step towards becoming a good consultant. But secondly, and more importantly, it's the ability to demonstrate a high level of emotional intelligence. Um, when you're dealing with clients, a lot of the challenge comes from being able to gauge their reactions, uh, sort of structuring your response in a way that allows you to get the best reaction out of them. Now, How would you do that? Uh, you would need to read the situation correctly formulate a sentence that allows you to get the best reaction out of them. Now, how would you do that? Uh, You would need to read the situation correctly, formulate a sentence that needs to be said, and giving them what they want to hear. So as soon as you practice enough and deal with enough interactions to get that narrowed down, you will be able to demonstrate a high level of emotional intelligence. And lastly, um, being self-organized. Uh, self-organizational skills is key if you're ever you're working in consulting because you will lead a busy lifestyle. So a lot of the times you're in meetings throughout the day, but then when uh, end of day comes around, so around 5 p.m., that's when you will actually be able to get work done. That's not always the case, but generally it is this way because as a consultant, you will be in a lot of meetings. So the ability to be self-organized, um, lay out a plan for your workload, it's crucial for you to be able to lead not only uh, a healthy balance in terms of your workload, but a good work-life balance as well.
0: These are amazing advices. And I really liked what you said about emotional intelligence. I think it is a very underlooked strength that someone can have, especially in consulting, where you're often dealing with a lot of different people and even clients.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, it's, 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 it's not a popular topic, or not a very discussed point in, you know, in, at the workplace and whatnot. But it's evident when, when you're communicating with somebody that sometimes, like, the person sort of does not take into consideration, you know, your concerns or whatever it is that worries you. And that alone can hurt your credibility. Um, you know, in the end, when you're a consultant, part of what makes you a good consultant is your sense of reliability. And if you're unable to convey that kind of feeling, the ability that for you to be a reliable person, somebody that they can count on, then you might want to consider reading about emotional intelligence and see how you can communicate in a way that makes you seem trustworthy as a person, makes you reliable, makes you somebody that's agreeable to work with, basically a go-to person when it comes to problems. Because in the end, that's what a consultant does.
0: That is true. And in the end, they are trusting you with their own problems. And, um, my next question is, I've heard a lot of great things about the culture at uh, Deloitte. What is the most interesting aspect that really stood out to you when you first started working?
1: Hmm. What I can tell you is it's a very nurturing environment. Uh, you know, they really care about your growth within the firm and the opportunities will always be given to you. So if you'd like an opportunity to present your case, sell yourself, show what you're capable of, it will always be handed to you. And I guess that's like the best part of the Deloitte culture because, you know, you're you're thrown in the jungle. It's sort of like the best way to learn because it's first-hand experience. But at the same time, it's the opportunity for them uh, that they're giving you for you to grow and demonstrate leadership abilities so that you can grow within the firm and I'd say the the way they or the they purposefully structure the workload sort of makes it in a way that you're able to grow within the firm even with a sh- short amount of time. It's just a a um it's a it's a sort of a token of appreciation for the ability to make them help you grow within the firm.
0: And I assume it helps more when you're working with different people who come from different backgrounds and have even different experiences.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, a lot of the times, you know, different team members will be good at some, at different things. And that's when you'll be able to sort of learn something different from each one of them and integrate it within yourself. So, you know, I've had colleagues that are very well, with, uh, that are very talented with PowerPoint, that are colleagues that are super talented with Word. And, you know, the opportunity basically to, to sort of pull a lesson from different directions allows you to grow, you know, not only enhance your skills but able to you know pass those skills down on to other people as well and sort of give you a complete portfolio make you a well-rounded individual within the firm
0: it seems actually interesting to find out that you know you never stop learning even when you start working but um i've also heard that it is very challenging to get in especially in the hiring process where you can go through multiple rounds of interviews and even have um challenging cases. How was the process for you?
1: Uh, In my specific case, since I joined the CDC as a solution associate, I did not have to go through a case. However, um, I did have to go through several stages. Um, Usually it ends with an interview with a senior manager or with a partner, but that's how most consulting firms operate. They essentially make you go through these phases as as sort of like a, a check for them to be able to be sure that you are the candidate that they want. And depending on how you interpret these interviews, it could be challenging. For a lot of people, the challenge is not necessarily the case. They find that easy, but it's the behavioral questions. And then it could be vice versa, where the behavioral questions are easy, but then the case stresses them out because it involves being, reading in a short amount of time and answering questions that you're not sure about. So my take on it is this. Both these challenges, you know, be it the behavioral questions or the case, you can practice being good at them. It's just about, it's just about the amount of time you put in. Uh, for behavioral questions, it's a a very good exercise would be to, uh, look online and basically, uh, write down as many of these questions as you can practice the answers so that when you are asked about them, you'll be prepared. As for the cases, it's about the hours. It's practice. Essentially, it's like any other exercise, you consistently practice and you'll become good at it so that when the day comes and you have to do an actual case, it'll be a familiar feeling and you'll be able to get your answer way quicker than you would have had it been, you know, your your first or second or third case. It's about putting in the time. But one thing I do want to say is it's very important to structure your answer. I find that they're very appreciative of this particular thing. Even when writing an email, it's very important to uh, lay it out in a way that makes it easy for the reader and basically structure it in a way that's organized, listed, and makes you actually want to read the email rather than skim over
0: That's very insightful. I think I'll start even using more structure in my next episodes. And um, before we finish, do you have any advice that you want to share with anyone who's interested in either getting into Deloitte or to supply chain consulting?
1: Um, so I would say attend job fairs, um, meet with people there, discuss with them, befriend them really, and ask them about what they do. People like talking about themselves. Um, and, you know, basically get yourself the right connections so that you can land yourself at least an opportunity for a case interview. And once you go into the case interview, Make sure you have, you know, in, practiced enough amount of cases so that you go in there confidently. And don't stress, you know, about giving the right answer all the time. It's about just being able to demonstrate that you can think in an organized fashion and provide a structured answer. And um, just read as much material as you can. Uh, all, all of the stuff that Victor Chang has posted and even his book, Case Interview Secrets, has a lot of valuable insights that could be beneficial for you know, both the case interview and the behavioral questions.
0: That's great. Thanks a lot for all these advices. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you. In today's episode, we took a brief walk inside supply chain consulting. Now, a solution associate is usually the step taken before becoming a consultant. And it seems that you really need to have a high level of autonomy and organizational skills to succeed, but most importantly, you really need to know how to balance your technical skills and showing higher level of emotional intelligence. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. And stay tuned for next week. You'll learn about a new job in a new industry. Take care.